Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird. Like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions of grandeur. I know where my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it because tomorrow isn't promised failure's not an option want to be a dancer get it popping work your angles like an architect with all your tears blood and sweat then disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy because they too scared or lazy and too complacent to make the necessary changes this life is about risk jumping in with both feet because the answer could be just beneath the surface and the timing ain't never going to be perfect but only two percent of the people on this planet actually do what they want 60 percent of the people on this planet work for them the other 38 percent are just too far gone so you better get in where you fit in while you still can otherwise die wondering what could have been and when you think about it like that doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense it puts me in that two percent i only answer to god program managers can't censor my shit i'm a prophet that prophesies and profits no gimmicks i give it to you the same way god gave it to me the pen is a pistol the words are a nightstick i just beat you over the head till you submit no blue pill just red here's some water swallow this and this ain't about performing this is two doses of reality, call me in the morning, this is word is born, this is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone, this is one part heart, four parts persistence, cover the pot and let it simmer, guess who's coming to dinner, opportunity's knocking, better pop the lock and let them enter, this is 2005, you can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer, no excuses, get on your mission, and consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me what I do for a living. All right, welcome to Spoken Word Poetry, the art, the industry, the viability. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am one of your co-hosts for this moment in time, and we're waiting on sweet friend Sean to call in. And we just got finished listening to Poetry for a Living by Lamar Anthony Hill from his CD, Black Male. And I see we have a call on the line from the 323. Hello. Hey, this is this is Lamont. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Lamont Weed in Texas. Okay. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. Okay. All right. So, um, did you call in for anything special? Um, did you want to well, share anything um, with I, us? Yeah, I'm uh, the founder of Restore Project. You sent me a note today uh, regarding our upcoming uh, community event called Music for Love, which showcases talent around East Texas uh, for a cause of restoring a historically black community within a city called Kilgore. All right. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for calling in, Lamar. 
So what I'm going to do before we, we, we definitely are going to interview you, and we're going to learn a little bit more, and I kind of like your theme as far as what we're going with um, here on um, Spoken Word Poetry. We do talk about um, the business of spoken word, and we're talking about making your poetry the gift. You want to make your poetry the ideal gift during this time of year. So people are buying gifts, and, you know, now through the end of February, people are buying gifts. That's why when you spoke music of love, (laughs) I was like, this, you know, yeah, we're in the gift-giving season, and we're going to be here for a moment. And um, so I did want to talk about how do you leverage the holiday season to increase distribution and sales of your poetry, and then we have um, Lamar here who's going to talk about an upcoming event that they have on November 15th in Texas. Um, and these are many things. Events are one of the ways that you can leverage the holiday season. So gift, when you think of a gift, you're generally giving a gift. And you have people in mind. So how do you make your poetry the perfect gift that somebody wants to purchase it to give to someone or maybe even themselves. So at this time of year, you get the opportunity to package your art in so many ways. So first of all, for those of you, you definitely need something recorded or written. If you haven't recorded anything, if you have a book, you need some form other than your live performance of a way to give your art and to monetize it. So even if you do a video, if you do a live performance rather than just showing it raw, take the time to invest in somebody editing it down, incorporating various things, and then printing it. If you're doing it one-on-one and you're doing printing for yourself, make sure you put some kind of labeling and information on your CD. So if you um, HP has um, a printer, a special printer where you can It doesn't do full color, but you can laser um, images and information onto um, one CD at a time. Everybody, even CD Baby now, is doing small runs. If you're up in New York, you can definitely go, you know, all various different places to find people that will print short runs. And I don't know how well much the opportunity exists in other places. Um, Lamar, out there in Texas, what's the opportunity for artists to be able to go out and replicate short runs? Is that question directed towards me? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So uh, what we're doing at Music for Love is we are showcasing artists. Uh, Some of these artists that we'll be showcasing um, our spoken word artist, um, as well as vocal word artist. Um, and I uh, fall more in the category of the vocal word artist where I actually uh, take my poetry and I, I deliver it through song. These mm-hmm. are poems and, and words that I write. Um, and I just deliver them with the vibration of a tune. And most of the artists on our show do that. A lot of them are using, you know, uh, sources that, um, are available to any artist. I'm sure if you create an audio um, CD or MP3, there are sites like uh, CD Baby, there are sites like Reverb Nation, um, or you can create a podcast on SoundCloud 
or even iTunes. And so I'm sure many of the artists uh, that will be on Music for Love on the 15th, um, including myself, are taking advantage of those soft media outlets that are out there. I think it's one thing to deliver your talent in front of people, you know, live when you speak, but if you don't have the means of, you know, or you want to go through the expense of actually printing up, you know, hard media, you can always send people to these sites that I've, I've mentioned, and they can download these and they can play these, you know, on any MP3 player, and most people's automobiles will allow them to Bluetooth, you know, their downloadable uh, media through their car while they're driving to work. So I think there's a lot of different yeah. ways available to us and artists today to get um, our product out um, to the masses. Yes. So that's really important what he just said. The key thing is the live experience is beautiful, but only so many people at a time can experience it live. Or even after they experience it live, it shouldn't end there. So you want to be able to, and as he stated, if you can't do it hard, you definitely have the opportunity for digital. Now, when you're doing digital, it looks a little different in packaging. And I will even go there. Now, make sure if you do something digital, because I know a lot of people like to go on and do things on SoundCloud, that's great. But still, even if it's SoundCloud, doesn't matter where you do it, put your best foot forward and take the time to get it mixed and mastered. Because you can, you can do it with a digital. You can still get it mixed and that and all what that's doing is just get, giving you the best sound quality because somebody likes it. What if they want to play it on a radio? But you need to be radio quality. So now we've talked about reproducing your work, and so how do you package it as the gift? Simple things, gift bags, tissue paper. Um, add a card to it, one card. Where all a person has to do is fill out the card and give it away. Do you know where people, especially in December, people are looking for gifts, and if they can attend an event and get a gift at the same time, they're loving it. And then if they don't have to do anything, especially wrap it up, they just have to pick it up and give it away. They love that idea. So I know many of you do merchandising at your event, um, is there any type of other merchandising that's being done at um, Music for Love? Um, well, you know, Music for Love is a fundraiser that we are generating for um, this historically black community um, to begin some restore projects, which, you know, we all know the restore, restore starts with us as individual people. And so when we talk about merchandising, we talk about pack, packaging a gift, um, which I think is, um, you know, pertinent for what we're going to be doing. Like we're going to be gifting um, our songs, our words, our emotions, our expressions to the community, to the community in exchange for having them uh, support the community. So, in terms of merchants, what we're looking at doing is we want to work with these talents that we're going to be showcasing to actually grow with us as we grow with this community and do restore. Projects you talk about poetry, and we actually um, one of the talents, uh, Christine Mann or Camille Manns, who will be performing um, at Music mm-hmm. for Love. We're working together to do a art um, uh, showcase in the spring, which will be heavily with you know poets. So I think it's important the information that you're giving out 
um, about how to package your product, how to package your gift, to to make it easy not only for you as an artist to um, you know distribute your product at a live event, but also make it easy for others to share your product. Mm-hmm. My background is in information technology, marketing, and business. I often Great. tend to advise people to to look at the avenues in social and soft media because. You know, there's a lot of overhead with stocking product. You know, I released my first CD in 2004, and when I released it, of course, it was distributed through, you know, Hastings and Barnes and & Nobles and CD Warehouse, and as we know, most of those places are no longer in existence. And so, you know, when you think about, you know, inventorying hard, you know, product, um, it can be cumbersome. So I really advise people to look at those soft media opportunities out there so that, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Reverb Nation, you can post the link, and if people like your music, if they hear you at a live event, they can quickly take out their phone, go to your social media site and share it to their page, exposing your work to, you know, thousands or even millions of other people where they can easily download it. You know, a download on iTunes is 99 cents. I would agree with yeah, what you said. They can, about they, they can buy, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they can just, yeah. So that's one thing. If you're using those tools, you definitely want to, and this is what I think not so many of us are doing, are incorporating that into the live events. Yep. Always take a moment, you know, you should at a live event take two, three moments for um a download break, a ringtone break. I even, I do free ringtones for artists to promote them. We we do free yep. ringtones to promote a song. That's a great time for people to download a ringtone. So if they're getting that free, they don't mind spending 99 cents or something for the song. So if you do a new release and you're performing it, it's a great way to direct people. And then mm-hmm. even in options and stocking, a lot of people do T-shirts and things and all like that. They do so many at a time. There are opportunities to do short runs. You no longer have to. I prefer to do a 1000 at a time because of my cost. I can do a 1000 at a time, and it costs you about a dollar a piece, and you're selling it for 10 to $15. So, yep. it, you know, the profitability, but it can that can cost money to get enough for a 1000 but now you can get twenty, fifty done locally. It's easy to do that. And that depends on I definitely say it depends on what you're doing. If you have a nice image it's worth it. Or like this time of year, people are still you know, I do like our audience to understand we are um at a time in history where we're betwixt and between. There are so many people embracing technology and all, but even in that process of embracing it, a lot of people that have not yet, and then there are a lot of people that will share information, but very few buy. So, you know, in your process of whatever you're doing, you do want to do a planned strategy. Like, I'm just giving you, all, you know, all types of ideas and ways to package it. And you do indefinitely the digital packaging. But you even want to do that. Um, like I said, it's great for to take a, um, a download break, a mobile break, we all pull, everybody pull out their phones at one time and they go. And that's a great call for support. You know, um, I really love what you're doing. I actually have a movement it's called Rewind Out Loud, which was part of the Black Business Space Value Tour. 
and it's defined in negative imaging of blacks and art and music. And one of the things, you know, we state that the artist is the storyteller and the keeper of our culture. They yep. hold a unique place and position within our community, any community. And the concept of a starving artist should not really be. Because when we're gone, what's going to live on? We're not going to live on. It's going to be the art that lives on. And that's going to tell a story. And then what story do we want to tell about us? If we don't own the art, we don't control the story. So when we're upset about the imaging and everything that's being shown, we have to control and the way you control the stories is by owning the art. So whether that's a visual artist, a spoken word artist, a music artist, we need to own the art. So it's great to share, important to purchase. And we are blessed now that we can go to iTunes. I'm a radio. People give me a lot of work. But if I if I had the opportunity to purchase or if I look for artwork, I buy it. I don't ask them. I know a lot of people say, oh, give me this, you, unless it's someone I just don't know. I, you know, I'm asking to send me what you have because I just don't know yet what to look for. So then I can understand. But if I just go ahead and purchase it. And this is why I know still many of us are not out there yet. So we're at that in-betwixt in-between. So you do need to know your audience. But when you can do short runs on different things, or um, have opportunities, even when you're doing digital packaging. The other opportunity to make your poetry or your art a gift, partner with people. How many of you know people that do baskets, fabulous baskets? How many of you top are um, topical? Like, this is music for love. So what if people, you know, during Valentine's, they're doing baskets for love, or even if it's you know, the Christmas season, they're doing couple baskets and different things. If that's relevant, if your music is relevant to that, why not, you know, you know, hey, why don't you do a few and add my music in? And you guys make a deal. This is where you package. When it comes to your soft media, go to some of these people who have blogs. Or if you have a blog, why not do, you know, great suggestions for holiday gifts? When you do that, people are coming to you to find out these great suggestions. You can do cross-promotes with people to drive traffic, again, to your poetry and music. So in that, but for that to happen, you have to record. There's still a lot of poets out there who are not recorded. If you don't have your work recorded some type of way, you can't even do soft media. And um, as you state, yes, go ahead, sir. No, I, w- I was agreeing with you, and I, I think you made a very uh, valid point um, earlier, too, when you talked about the quality of a recording. You know, oftentimes, you know, artists aren't really clear on the, the ins and outs of producing a product. You know, we usually mm-hmm. look for pro- producers to, to have that knowledge, but I think in the, the intro of your show, you know, you say, I think I, the phrase was, was something like you can start a business with, you know, the Internet and a, a, a printer. So, you yeah. know, technology. And that was in 2005 when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think technology, you know, has really made it um, in a way where artists can quickly ascertain the wisdom of what it would be, what would be required to produce 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a simple audio recording that is, as you stated, mixed and mastered, meaning uh, if you got four songs on a track or on a CD, they all are at an equal level. Like when not, one's not louder and, you know, someone's in their car and it's an unpleasant experience where they're one song mm-hmm. and they have to turn it up or, or pull it and they have to turn it up and then they get to the next one and it's too loud so they have to turn it down. Like mastering keeps it equal where the volume is consistent throughout the media. So um, all of those things are searchable on the Internet, and, and it's pretty much, you know, there's there's apps on your phone where you can download and get a really good quality sound that even has tools uh, built into that app that will let you mix it, you know, and then you can mm-hmm. output it and, 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 you know, send it to a master and, and, and have – all of the songs mastered onto one CD. So it's really uh, economical using technology now, and I think it's important that the poets and, and other artists who record their voice um, just, you know, do some searches to see what's available, what tools are available that really can have you create a nice quality standard product, uh, you know, within a reasonable budget that will save you some money to print up those thousands, as you stated, you know. Um, yeah, and, and even that... Yeah, and even with printing those thousands, now make sure that you have a strategy, I really, um, in that. And this is sometimes people want to know, this is sometimes why people do engage managers or engage consultants and different things. They can help you come up with strategies, and it's good to have a team. But um, in that, when you, if you, I'll let, Anything, if I'm going to invest in something to a certain point, I have to be able to see kind of what the end is going to be. If I'm going to get a 1,000 CDs, I have to figure out how I'm going to unload a 1,000. I'm not going to just buy a 1,000 and hope I sell them. So, yep. I have to, you know, how do I unload a 1,000? And, again, this is where we're talking about gifting. When we speak on gifting and partnering and different things, when you do want to make um, an investment in a quantity like that and larger, Look at things kind of on a distribution level. Where can you wholesale these? And, and again, that depends on your topic, whether it's your music, poetry. Um, right now, why not partner with some? If I know a lot of poets work with vocal artists um, on a single production, and that can even go into. But you know, what if you have a friend? You know, like I look, I got three or four good quality cuts I'm ready to go with. Well, what if your your vocalist, a vocal friend, has three or four cuts they're ready to go with? Y'all already got eight cuts. You know, you may that could be enough. Maybe find someone else to do two more, or or four more. You have a you know you have an album, you have an EP. It's mixed. Don't put yourself in a box. How that can happen? Because which you you guys are coming together, you're saving on costs, you're getting out of full production, but then you also want to look at topic-wise, who might want to um, wholesale these? Who can I give these a, a number of for less? Because, you know, you're getting a good markup. So when you can get quantity out like that on a wholesale basis, these people then selling at retail, that's just not covering your costs back for which you invested, you're really also doing distribution. So when you have those opportunities to get out on wholesale levels, that's distribution because you're getting someone, they're purchasing, but their goal is to sell that retail. So now they're going to expose your music to a whole bunch of other people that if you had to go out and do all of that yourself, you may not get that exposure. 
So even if you get a thousand CDs and you let eight hundred of them go wholesale, it's worth it because it you have paid for and profited from distribution. And normally you would have to just pay for that. <laughs> so you know, be strategic. Think about it. You know, but when you do that investment, have a plan for how you're going to unload those thousand. You know, how many shows do I need to do to sell a thousand? And then, and be strategic. Like, um, so now we're going to go back to Lamar with Music for Love because he's our example in the show. Um, I just want to throw a couple more ideas about gifting. I told you about partnering. If you partner with blogs, um, partner with people that do gifts. If people sell other type of gifts that you can just add yours to, again, packaging. It's about packaging. And make your poetry part of the package or whatever type of merchandising. I know a lot of people have T-shirts. Um, you know, they do. You know, you have your DVDs, your videos, Um Look at doing packaging and look at doing special digital packaging. How can you guys put a whole a digital pack together, drive traffic, and what we, you would do is you you would put you would bundle everything. We would create a landing page. You would send everyone to that landing page. From there, they could look, experience, test, and then buy. And um, there are all types of opportunities and creative ways. But what I really wanted to do with this show to get your creative brain thinking, how can I make my poetry the perfect gift? And then at your events, if you're merchandising, even if other people are merchandising, again, from now through, especially during the month of December, and even now, like, Music for Love, that's a special event that doesn't happen all the time. You make sure someone is there if if you either have it or have someone come there who's gift wrapping, who's selling gift bags and cards and those little things that make the gifting experience complete. So if they do go around and buy a CD or something from an artist, because um, I'm right, the artist will have an opportunity to sell their CDs. Is that correct? Uh, yes, we're gonna, we're creating what we're going to do with Music for Love is we brought these artists together and we're going to showcase them. And we've been building significant traction online, and we've been working with partners. You talk about partnership, and that's certainly a strategy that we're looking at doing where we have a broader net of people that are promoting to a broader demographic of listeners, buyers, consumers. So um, for this particular show, um, you know, we're going to be um, showcasing these artists, and we're going to be mm -hmm. announcing other opportunities that we'll be doing for Restore Project. Um, to show, showcase artists, to expose artists, to um, work with them to make sure that we create a product that, you know, we've strategically partnered with them that really elevates all of us. You know, uh, we're looking mm -hmm. at creating a compilation CD from the eight artists that are going to be showcased in this Music for Love. And obviously when mm -hmm. we go into other events, you know, this is an opportunity for us to, to merchandise. So, um, there's a lot of different ways, but you talked about strategic partnership, and and I think that's you know that's really an opportunity for poets, for any other artist, is to look at opportunities. One of the things mm -hmm. that I like to focus on to support artists is knowing that if there is something that is near and dear to you, for example, cancer, if you've been impacted by cancer, 
and you're a poet and you write about just life experiences, if you have a connection with cancer, you actually can get in service to raising awareness about cancer, doing cancer walks, and those create create opportunities for you to be an artist, to be a poet, and it exposes mm-hmm. your product, if you have product, to, you know, demographic people that might be interested just because of the cancer connection or whatever the cause might be. So that's another thing yeah. uh, to look at, too, is being in service for things that are near and dear to you. Now, on compilations, I want to share with you, one of the most successful ventures of compilations I've known, and I know a lot of people had success, so they had this exposure and all. I really do advise um, artists when you're participating on compilation and paid, and it's worth paying. There's a reason, because, you know, when you pay, it helps get it distributed, but you do need to know, again, how is it going to be distributed, who is it going to be distributed to, and then What's also important, what is the most likelihood when the people it's distributed to that they will actually listen? I I get a lot of free music, and I'm telling 90% of it I don't listen to at all. Then another um, 7% of it, it might take me a few years to get to it before I listen to it because people just give you things when I haven't been requesting. You know, it's just pushed to me. So they don't know it's not my type of music. It's not. It's a lot of reasons. So you want to be mindful. But what the suggestion I want to share with you is Gospel USA magazine. They do two compilations a year, and they put it inside the magazine. Each track is listed with the song of the track, who wrote it, and a contact number for them. Then they take their compilation to local, um, and they're in Florida, the Florida base, and they take their compilation to radio stations. And they just do it twice a year. But um, I had our gospel group and all in there, and they they paid for the ad. It wasn't the cheapest thing, but they got a nice ad they were in. They got calls from radio stations, and they got requests for their music. Now, out of all the things we did, we paid for radio play and all. That participation in that compilation got the most response. So if look at, and I will even give you a name, um, it's called Trendsetter to Trendsetter, Trendsetter to Trendsetter magazine. And um, I'll, you know, afterwards hook you up with the publisher. But um, look at opportunities maybe with magazines if they, they still do print, if they would like to include, distribute for free, the compilation. That is a great partnership, and you will see that that will get a higher um, listen rate. Oh, awesome. Than just being handed out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've talked about all different ways of gifting, and if you guys want to contact me, my number is one eight seven seven five five two. 7012, um, extension 1111. You can email talk, the number to us, talk to us at Master Grio Radio, and that's G R I O T dot com. So talk to us at Master Grio Radio dot com. If you know, you want to brainstorm, um, if you, you know, have some thoughts and you want to pass them by me, and just, just just hit me up, and let's look at great ways in order to make your poetry the perfect gift. So now we're going to go, and now I want to learn more. You, you can see, one thing you can realize that this man, this creator, and this producer here is very knowledgeable. 
He has a, a, a business background, marketing background, a tech background, as well as a music background. He's an artist himself. So he's very knowledgeable. So he's putting together a very purposed event. So we know it's called Music for Love. And when you did you say Restore? Is that R-E-S-T-O-R-E? Correct. Restore Project. Okay. Now, when you say Restore, what do you mean specifically? Okay. So, you What's know, the call I, um, to action? Yeah, so I returned, uh, lived in Los Angeles, you know, recording artists, did some television, mm-hmm. uh, moved to Europe, toured, and uh, 2013, um, you know, November, I returned to East Texas where I was born. My mom still lives here. And, okay. you know, I thought to myself, you know, Lamont, you're back in East Texas. You know, what can you do to impact the community? And what I realized is the community where my mom lives um, has been in a decline over, you know, many years. I was born here in 1974. And, you know, for 40 years now, you know, it's been in a decline. Uh, this was a predominantly black community. It had the city's uh, segregated black high school, which was C.B. Danby high school that was desegregated in 1968, and from my uh, research, that kind of sparked the decline of the community. Um, In the 1980s, it was impacted by crack cocaine once that was, you know, the new drug on the street, and that further ravaged the community. I left the community in in the late 90s, moved to Dallas, then later on, you know, worked in corporate, then moved to California pursuing my uh, music career, right, producing all those things. And so now I'm back, you know, um, 40 years after I was born and realized that I can impact the community, you know, based on my experience, my background, my worldview. I've lived in communities across the U.S. and also in Europe and in other parts of the world and seen how they work. And from my recollection and, and experience, this community can also work. So when I returned last fall, I began small projects around my mom's house to impact um, this community. And um, I realized that the rest of the community really needed what I was bringing. So I started Restore Project, not specifically to restore the facade or buildings, but to restore the integrity of the people who live in the community, uh, to restore a sense of pride in the people in which, you know, they recognize the community in which they live. They recognize the neighbors where they live. They want a beautiful community. Mm -hmm. So um, we started Restore Project. We started with really simple, you know, landscape, gardening things. Um, And now it's grown into enrolling city leadership, the residents, and nonprofits to actually raise funds to take on some of the projects that the residents in this community have identified that they want to implement. So That's what Restore Project is. What Music for Love is, is being an artist, I know that it's difficult, and we talked about some of the the pitfalls that artists fall into. They get their product, maybe they overspend on merchandise, they don't have a strategy of how to get it out. You know, the music industry is always changing. You got downloads, you got people ripping off songs. Even if you get a, a, a song on, you know, iTunes or, you know, any of the Internet stores, Once it's out on the Internet, people can burn it, record it, share it, you know. So my question was, how do we connect artists and also connect people who buy music that artists, whether you're a poet or a singer, like how do we connect consumers with a product and they get a value, a sense of value in the the work that goes into 
you know, someone extrapolating out of their imagination a story and articulating, creatively articulating it, going through the process of putting it on some form of media, whether it's soft copy or hard copy, and then making it available that you could take a piece of them with you to inspire you. Like, how do we get their value that they don't rip that off, they don't download it for free, they don't bootleg it, but they actually purchase it? Um, and I thought how we could do that is actually have music for love, meaning the artists be in service, not chasing trying to get fans, but being in service to the community, to um, opportunities, to causes that is near and dear to them, that invites consumers who also are connected to those causes out to their event where they get to showcase who they are and what they do and then offer their music in a way to not only support the cause but also support themselves as an artist. And in 2012, we launched in Los Angeles Music for Love. Now, being that Restore Project is a cause that inspires people to, um, you know, clean up, repair, restore their community where they live, which not only restores their integrity and their sense of pride in their community, but also boosts economic development for the cities in which they live, I thought, you know, it would be a great combination to showcase all the musical talents that are in this area that can be a contribution to this project, this cause, and also expose them as artists who are contributing to this cause and draw people out um, and really create an experience. Um, around the cause and also around these artists who are giving their all to support this cause. And that's how we incorporated Music for Love with Restore Project that we will be having our first uh, fundraiser this weekend here in Historic Dansbury Village. Okay. That's, hey, that sounds awesome. It's uh, a like, lot like we think a lot alike <laughs> with the um, – the VBS Value Tour that we created, which we're partnering with the Urban Tech Fair, which I really, I'm the chairperson and CMO for the Tech Fair. I really want to work with you. We would really love to work with you um, on your project. But um, it's really important in that, um, like, we put together a tour that, and this was also um, service-based and, um, I think, like, what is really important is that, you know, artists get around these, you know, things that make sense. Get around them because the fans will come. If you line up and, like, you listen to our shows and do the business in as you should, you will attract the business and things you need. You know, um, one thing you really want to begin to do is identify the super fan. But we are spiritual beings, and there are there are spiritual laws that are always in effect around us. So if you put your plan in place and you think of your plan and you put your business in place and structure, you will begin to attract that which you need. But you cannot receive anything with a closed hand. So when you're giving and you're giving of yourself and that which is important to you, and, you know, and giving in a way that's going to make an impact. Sometimes people have a big heart. They want to do something and give and ask to be free, but a lot of times aren't doing it effectively enough that it's not reaching the people. People don't know about it. They don't show up. So the impact's not made. But something like this, Music for Love, is very is very focused. And um, 
I know I was impacted just, um, I used to be in charge of youth ministry at my church for a few years, and we went with my girlfriend, um, with her church, to New Orleans for a youth conference. And what impressed me most was while we were there in that city, we went out and did did service for that city. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of give back and that's the impression and imprint you want to make. You know, you're you're coming into that city and you're asking people to come out, watch us, oh this, okay, here's something we could give back. And yeah. I mean we were cleaning up a graves graveyard, but in New Orleans they're above ground, so they're not like ours. We weren't walking on top of graves. Those are ma- mausoleums. But this was right next to a project area. There were debris and things that shouldn't have been in there because right around you got kids riding around on bikes. But they came out. They were asking, what were we doing? They got to meet us, and we're city folk. We're from Philadelphia. So, you know, those southern folks got to meet people from Philadelphia and people from all over. And they're like, wow. And they were just impressed. Like, you guys came out here just to do this? And that made a difference and an impact. And I was glad that we went into one of our own communities to do work. So um, it's really important when you have these strategic things. It's definitely a good way to give. Um, It's something you should support. There are many people. um, I want to give a shout-out to the Love Us Project in Philadelphia, and that's Miss Wise. They've been doing it for several years. Um, and they're a really focused project, and, and that's something that's growing every year. So there are many, um, and that's one thing I have to say about poets in the poet industry. They're very good with doing projects that are community-based and really give back. Okay. And just sometimes we want to kind of tighten up the business thing so that when you are doing these great things, you know, the opportunity for your art will benefit because you may come in contact with someone or something and you don't have to go back, record, and do, because you already had these things in place, that if you connect with opportunity, you're ready for it. And so, um, yes, and I really want us to grow outside of our boxes. Poetry is... You know, some people people can do R&B, they can do hip-hop, they can do jazz, they can do blues, they can do pop, country. Spoken word can be all of that, and then the word can stand alone all by itself. That is the diversity of spoken word, and that could be the same poem that could be with all of those. So there's a, something very special about spoken word and very special about the word that we have to understand. And um, as he stated, Lamar, you know, hey, most singers and songwriters, they're just poets singing their words as opposed to just speaking them. Yep, that's correct. And so, again, we we talk about that opportunity in developing an industry and looking looking at it as an industry and all the opportunity for your words, that's another opportunity. And um, I feel everyone should have a team. So with a spoken word artist, you definitely should have a music artist, some musicians, and um, a visual artist. You should have a team of artists not that aren't just poets and spoken word artists because you can feed off of one another. At the same time, spoken word artists, you need to let 
other artists know they should have a spoken word artist on their team. And what I just want to add to this great story is, again, as I stated, the artist is the storytelling keeper of our culture. So anyone listening in, whether you're artist, if you're not an artist, understand how important the artist is. Uh, they're not just these big superstars. And you got to be mindful of mainstream media because if everything's taken away and we weren't here, what story would we be telling? And if you yeah. don't like that story, you need to go out and find these phenomenal independent artists that have something real to say with their words. And yeah. we need to start supporting them. And that means buying their music. If and they, I mean, like he said, digital. You can get music for ninety nine cents. So if you you can commit to spend five dollars a month and stop stop buying bootleg movies <laughs> and stop um, what did it ripping music? Don't do that. It's just it's just not necessary because you can buy you can just buy music. There are opportunities for free downloads. You can get music. I got mixes right now. I go put on a stereo for music I purchased. Music you, our artists have offered for free. Um, they're just, I can put mixes together all day long. So there's just no need to really, really go do that. And since you, if you only want certain cuts and all, it's like 99 cents. We can afford to do that. And I do impress upon people. So what we need, Lamont, is the call to action. Yes. So the call to action for Music for Love, and this is, um, you know, the fundraiser for Restore Project, which is the meat of what we're talking about. Restore Project is a national project that restores neglected communities within cities. We work with city leadership the residents and nonprofits to achieve these restores. So Dansby Village is the first project that we're taking on, but we're in conversation with uh, other cities around the nation, California, North Carolina, to also um, do restore projects. And so the call to action is uh, to support us in our initial efforts, which is this first restore project, Dansby Village. We're on Facebook under Restore Project, where we're posting all of the links. We have a Fundly account where you can make a donation. You can make $10, a dollar, 50 cents, $100, whatever, you know, is on your heart to support us in our efforts in growing our campaign. These initial funds allow us to get established so that this, this modern, this, this model, this pattern that we're creating in East Texas, we can implement across the nation. My goal and intention is to have other communities within cities who feel like, you know, I'm not connected with my city council. I'm not, you know, my neighborhood that I love is not getting, you know, financial resources. Um, I don't know how to go about doing it. I don't know how to engage uh, my neighbors. Uh, what we want to do with Restore Project is we want to create a model that we're able to go in and support other communities who reach out to us um, in implementing these same, you know, practices, how to uh, galvanize your residents, how to have those residents reach out to city council and your mayor and economic development and chamber of commerce to get them involved to see the value in your community. Um, how to work with nonprofits, whether it's Habitat, whether it's, you know, a local um, 
company that, you know, or, or organization that cleans up your city or even a church as we partner with, um, and then taking all three of those pieces and having it work to where you can begin to see some results within your community. That's what we want to do, and we want to work with talent. We want to work with poets and, and recording artists and, you know, speakers in those communities to create projects like uh, or opportunities like Music for Love um, that supports in that restoration, that supports in maintaining that restoration. So our call to action um, for those who are listening, wherever you might be in the nation, is to find us on Facebook under Restore Project East Texas. We're a group. Um, we'll add you to the group. It's open. You can see all of our posts. And um, click on our Fundly uh, donation link and uh, make a contribution to support our cause. Our goal for this weekend is $2,000. Our overall Restore Project goal is 50000 And uh, we hope to hit that by the end of the year and, you know, anyone that will go out and support us with help. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Lamont Wheat, L-A-M-O-N-T, like Safford and Son. Wheat, like the grain, W-H-E-A-T. You can add me, and I'll I'll connect you to Restore Project. um, Or you can send me an email uh, with your questions, concerns, how you might want to get involved to lamontwheat at gmail.com. I just went to your Facebook page, you with that that smile. (laughs) Um, Just to let everyone know, all the links um, that Lamont stated are in the the chat room. Um, I do a chat, and then I do a copy of the chat at the Master Griot Radio Group so that people can go back as they listen. They can still... um, gets those links. So the links to the Restore Project group and where you can make your donation, that's in there. Lamont's Facebook is in there. Now, you were saying um, a dot-com. What was the dot-com you just gave me? Right now, we don't have a website. That's what we want to create after okay, this no first problem. fundraiser. Okay. But, uh, so if they connect with us on the group, we'll be updating everybody about the .com, and then as we bring on other cities and other resource projects, that's where we'll be posting and sharing all that information. Well, um, I'm so glad you reached out to me and asked me, and, you know, when I read the event, I said, oh, call in tonight. This would be great. (laughs) And um, and normally it's not even – this show is second Mondays, but somehow the calendar got wrong, and – I went to do my show yesterday, and it had for the day for the eleventh. So you know, all things are in divine order. That's but right. But I do really want to uh, invite you to partner with us at the Urban Tech Fair. Go to urbantechfair.org, and we put on urban tech fairs in various cities. Our goal is to showcase the talent, innovation, and resources, aka Silicon Valley's, that exist in our own backyards. Last yeah. time we don't realize what we already have, and to show the value of collaboration. So I would really love to, because what you're doing I think is so great. It's um, somewhat along the lines of what we were working with with the Rewind Out Loud. So I just, you know, I'm not into reinventing the wheel, so I think we could come together and yep. make the Restore event in cities even more fabulous by, you know, bringing that, the other aspect that we had. And the yep. other, I'm a marketing person, so 
I don't kind of necessarily look at like oh go on tour um just but I look at I put together a marketing package so but it's just important for me I'm really looking to market the artist with the message and to make sure that the everyday person in our communities have access to that type of art like we do because we you know we're in love with it we know and the people that are already hanging out at the poetry sets but 94 Five or more percent of the community doesn't. Most of our community yeah. get their music, news, and art all from mainstream media, and it doesn't tell a good story about us. It doesn't right. tell a real story about us, and life does imitate art. So um, we start to act out what we see and behave yep. that way. But that is not us, and that's not the, even the majority of us. And there are phenomenal artists on all levels every day that you would encounter. So, you know, I would love to just combine, you know, what I have with what you have because the community, you give us, we were going to go in each community and do something anyway. Now we don't, <laughs> wouldn't have to. We just, you know, the Restore Project, however you'll come in, we're just there to help. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, where we work together and not reinvent any wills. Um, this is just excellent. And then the Urban Tax Fair, um, that really just adds a, a, a good element. And the Urban Tax Fair, we're showcasing technology, but now, you know, they went from STEM to STEAM, and they're acknowledging how important art is in being creative and innovative. Yep. And that um, art needs to be a part of that equation. So this is just so exciting. Everyone. Yeah. Well, let's certainly, let's certainly uh, talk about how we can collaborate. You know, again, we are national, so if we can leverage partners and create partnerships, you know, we're certainly open to that. And any, Yes, and we're national. We have 23 cities right now. Oh, so, awesome. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we have city leaders, we have, you know, we really we really have a base. So um I just think it's like I said, it's a good part. I you know, I was working pulling putting this tour together and I came over to help out with the urban tech fair. I was supposed to just be doing a little bit. Now I'm doing a big part. <laughs> doing oh, a lot wonderful. more. But then I was saying what it did for me, it allowed it see now we're we have people in cities. Yep. We have ground folk, you know, so it's you know that's the issue when you're going into communities you haven't been in, so yep. the urban tech fair helps us with that, so like I said, it's already about showcasing what we already have in our own backyard and bringing value to each city and to one another, so this is just ideal Lamont and um so you know you've excited me, so for our audience, we really need you to. Those in Texas, this is in Kilgore, K-I-L-G-O-R, Kilgore, Texas, is the event on November the 15th. Um, it's from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, if you are interested in performing, what do they need to do? Um, if they're interested in performing, they should reach out to me. Um, there's a poster, I think, in the group, and it has my contact information how they can reach out. Uh, for this showcase, um, we have, you know, we're finalizing it because we're like three days out. You know, it's going to be okay, heavily yeah, uh, it's basically yeah. done. But, but they can still reach out because we're going to have another showcase, uh, which will include uh, rap. It'll also include poetry. 
that we're planning for the spring, and that might even be something we can partner with uh, the urban um, tech fair. Tech fair, yeah. You see, I heard you heard that. I heard that tech background, so I know you're gonna put yeah. on tech fair in Kilgore. <laughs> yeah, see how we can bring that. You know, see yeah, see how we can bring that to Texas. There's probably about five hundred thousand people. Here in East Texas, there's about seven different colleges, SFA, Texas College, mm-hmm. you know, Laterno University, which is one of the nation's leading engineering institutions. So there yeah. is a, a pretty significant market here that we could reach out to and, and see how we can collaborate and create this fair that also benefits restoration of people and communities. So, Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So, um, but now if you're not in the Texas area this weekend – you just go on to Facebook, and you can just Google. If, if you go in the chat room, the direct links are there. Otherwise, all you need to do is just go on to Facebook and, okay, I think I did the same thing twice. I thought I did the group. Um, yeah, I'll make sure I get You can Google, um, is it Restore Project or mu- yeah, uh, Music want- for Love? I mean, what when yeah. they go on a Facebook to find a group, what do they need to do to find a group? They need to go so to find a group. They just put in Restore Project East Texas, um, and that will that will take them right to our group. They can join. We'll add them in there. If they want to go to the event, they can actually go to the URL http forward slash forward slash g o o dot g l forward slash capital G the number nine. D is in dog, capital Y, U, P is in Paul. That will take you directly to the event where you can click. You can see who's there. We got a host of Heaven 97. There's going to be music in there for the artists where you can go and download their music. I'll be performing the theme song, Still Standing, that I also recorded with Shirley Ralph, the original Dream Girl. Um, so, Hey, she's a Philly. She's one of our Philly first first ladies. She's married married to Senator Vincent Hughes here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I record. I have a song called "Still Standing" that she also recorded a a rendition of that she uses for her HIV HIV and AIDS awareness organization. So I'll be performing that song on Saturday at uh, Restore Project. Uh, Music for Love, Still Standing, and people can download that. That also helps uh, raise funds for our cause. Okay. Now, I did put the link to the Facebook group in there, and I'll do this Google. So now you may also want to consider Mr. IT doing a smart URL, and you can customize your smart URL. Okay. Uh, It's smart.it. But um, this is um, for Love Event. And, again, in the chat, all the links are here. Oh, wonderful. So, um, well, thank you yeah, so I'll put all the links in. All righty. Well, this has been uh, great. We have one minute and 30, um, 10 seconds on air. I'd just like to thank everyone for coming out to Spoken Word Poetry, the art, the industry, the viability. And we got a shout-out to Sweet Friend Sean. Um, this is a dynamic woman. She's our co-host, and she's a very busy lady that is working, going to school. She's a producer and an artist, and you're getting ready for December the 11th is the final event, um, Peace, Love, and Poetry, Soul Opera Edition. It is at Cafe 
World Cafe out in Wilmington and um get your tickets early it's it sells out it's been selling out all year so make sure you get your ticket for early they're celebrating the sweet life <laughs> but just um just a celebration of life and all the great things that have happened this year so that's peace love and poetry soul opera edition at the World Cafe Live, December 11th. Get your tickets now. You can go to www.peacelovepoetry.us. Peacelovepoetry.us. So you can go there to get more information and to purchase your tickets. And you can purchase them directly from the World Cafe Live in Wilmington, Delaware. And we just ask everyone to um, tune in in December for spoken word poetry and we're going to just recognize you know our top shows some of our great guests and we're just um going to do a little celebration around that um for everyone for the end of the year just recognize um all the great people that participated in our best shows and so um Lamont you had 30 seconds and the whole world listening what would you have us to know I want everyone to know that they're important and that they matter and that community starts with each one of us loving ourselves and one another. And I hope that you all, whatever you give, you get. So thank you so much for having me on the show, and I look forward to collaborating with you in time to come. All righty. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and I'll speak with you soon, Lamont. Peace. Okay, thanks. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.